you just have to show up. You don't need to be more of anything. You don't need to be more of extra this and extra that. You just need to show up as yourself. The only self that God has called you to be, show up like that person. Don't show up as anybody else. Hi, and welcome to the Raw and Mama podcast, where we discuss life, motherhood, faith, and purpose. I am your mom, friend, and cheerleader. Yes, I said cheerleader, Mary Dupaval. I am excited to have you on here and pray that you leave this episode and every single episode to follow inspired, encouraged, and motivated to step into the fullness of God's purpose for your life. Let's begin. Okay, welcome to the Raw and Mama podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing this idea of playing small, what it means to not show up big for yourself and your jobs and your homes and your work and your dreams. I read a Forbes article by Vanessa Lauder, and this is what she was talking about. It's called Seven Hiding Strategies That Keep Women Entrepreneurs From Playing Big. This goes into detail. As I was reading this, I had so many aha moments where I was like, that's me. That's me. Oh my gosh, that's me too. So I just wanted to kind of come on here and let's discuss it with you and really just figure out how then can we show up big? If we're so used to playing small, how can we show up big for ourselves, show up big for our dreams, show up big for our generations? So before I start, I really just wanted to kind of Talk about what this idea of showing up small, playing small looks like. For a lot of us, when it comes to our dreams, when it comes to our jobs, playing small is not just an action, but it's an action that first of all starts in a mindset. So a lot of times what we don't realize is our mind controls the actions that we take. And if we have a belief system or a limiting belief system surrounding a particular thing in our life, like our ability to succeed, then every time when that thing is put to question, we are going to play small. If you believe it, you will act on it. So as I was reading this article, oh my gosh, it blew my mind, like blew it. Cause I was reading it and I never realized the things that I was doing that actually were in alignment with what she was saying. And we are going to also be looking at it also from a biblical perspective, like how God what God says about us, how we are supposed to show up, the grace, the motivation, the encouragement that we should already have when we are talking about showing up for ourselves. So first of all, this article basically paints this picture. It tells us that because of policy, a lot of external, there are a lot of external factors that have forced women to now take on this mindset of putting themselves on the back burner. It has forced women to say, I don't need to um, show up. I need to, you know, because I'm not as qualified or I don't need to show up because I need to be more prepared or I'm not an expert in this area. That is what this article was really about. And it was really just saying and amplifying the things of this is why 
we do it. These are ways that you continuously play small. And I wanted to bring them to your attention because I found that I was doing a lot of these things and we keep showing up. If we don't show up big, if we don't show up and show up with our raw and show up with our confidence, then we are leaving so much on the table. We'll also talk about the dangers of playing small, where that leaves you. So let's start with this article. So in this article, like I said, it talks about policies that have been created, how women were denied rights from the beginning of time, and how in that all translated to us taking on this mindset of playing small because we a we want to avoid conflicts because we don't want to you know put ourselves out there we become afraid of speaking up in certain situations it basically become a survival we basically went into women went into survival mode according to this article hence why we started just reserving ourselves in the back burner and saying we're not going to show up but it's funny because i know that we have a lot of women in the world currently who are disrupting this mindset and i want all of us not just some of us it is my desire that all of us will start disrupting this mindset that we need to play it safe and show up a little. We need to show up big, be big, be sparkle, be glitter all over everybody's stuff, glitter all over. That's what we're going to be showing up as in 2021. So the first um, hiding strategy that she talks about in this article is this before that. And this is a top, this is something that we do without even realizing. We disqualify ourselves and we say, there's a promotion coming up in a job. I need a degree before I can apply. It's this before that. The degree has to come before the promotion. Or I want to be a designer. I need to get um, a couple of classes. I need to take a couple of classes before I can even speak. It's this before that. And a lot of us don't realize that we are playing into this. We are playing into this on a daily basis. We have the idea. We have the dream. We have it. We are equipped with it, but we are so afraid of showing up because we feel we aren't equipped enough to speak up. We aren't equipped enough to lead. We're not equipped enough to bring about the different things that we know that we are capable to bring to the table. We're the secret sauce, but we don't know that because we don't even want to put ourselves in the mix. So it's like we keep tasting the thing and it's bland, but we're like, nah, we're not going to put ourselves in the mix. Put yourself in the mix. Put glitter all over everything. It's time for you to amplify your voice. Turn it all the way up. We want to hear it. The world needs to hear it. So the second hiding strategy she goes into is designing at the whiteboard. What we do is the whiteboard is basically safe for us. The whiteboard is the place where we can strategize. The whiteboard is the place where nobody gets to see or hear the things that you have. The whiteboard is the place where there is no rejection, where there is no criticism. The whiteboard is the place that we revert to when we are afraid of what other people will say. You got to show up. You got to bring that product into your audience and say, is this even something that you're interested in? A lot of us have products. A lot of us have services that are still stuck in idea phase because we haven't been bold enough to say, I am launching it today. I want to challenge you. If your idea is currently stuck on the whiteboard phase in the idea phase, I want you to set a launch date. Just set it. 
set it, write it, and then tell somebody, I am launching this product today. I am launching this idea on this day. Do it. You got to get it out of this stage because a lot of us, a lot of the dreams that are within you will die in the idea stage if you let them. They need life. So I'm coming to shake them back to life today. And hiding strategy number three is overcomplicating and endless polishing. Have you ever met that person? I don't I can't remember what it was, but they're like, this is a complicated order. It's just a burger. You're just making a burger. You don't need to complicate it. This is not a complicated order. Just say it, do it. A lot of times we spend so much time telling ourselves, We need to fix this one thing. But if it had this one feature, I think it will appeal to the audience. And a lot of you, your services, you're over here drafting amazing ideas, amazing courses, amazing webinars, but nobody knows about them because you're constantly fixing and constantly polishing. It's like launch it already. Somebody needs to see it. The only way you'll know whether or not the product or the idea is viable, yes, it's from God, but then you also need to test it with your audience. Does this make sense? Is this viable? Are the people in my circle, the people that I want to cater to, even interested? Don't overcomplicate it. It's not a complicated order. Launch it. Just launch it already. We want to see it. And then as you launch it, you have now the right to perfect it, but you don't know what needs to be perfected because you're still stuck. It's in the mind stage. It stayed there and it can die there. The only way to breathe life back into an idea is to release it, release it, launch it, let it go. Amplify your voice. The fourth hiding strategy that a lot of us do is collecting and curating everyone's, everyone else's ideas. This is super subtle and it's how we do it. What we do is we exclude our voice from the conversation. Everybody else's voice matters. So you'll amplify the influencer's voice. You'll amplify your pastor's voice. You'll amplify your partner's voice. You'll amplify every other person's voice, but your own. Not realizing that your voice your sound, your vibrato is what brings this story and takes the story to the next level. Your voice, the thing that only you can make, the sound that only you can make is needed to make this story cohesive, is needed to make this story shine through. But if you keep removing your unique voice from the the, the story and looking and saying, well, everybody who's doing this in this industry, they sound like this. Everybody who's doing that in that industry, they sound like that. No, we don't want that anymore. Maybe we're tired of the same old sounds and we're just looking for that one person who's bold enough to say where everybody is singing A, B, C, I'm going to start singing A, B, C, D, E, F. I don't know if I just rapped on this, but this is pretty. (laughs) I was like, I might as well give you. That's my own unique voice. But this is what a lot of us are doing. We're trying to mimic. You're not a parrot. God has called you not to mimic what everybody's doing, but your voice is unique. You come to the table with experiences. And what we do is we want to just be clones. And God is like, I created you to be unique. You're a unique version of yourself. So stop trying to 
remove your voice because you feel as if you're not trusted. This person has two years in the business. I only have six months. But what if the fresh ideas of six months into the business will trump the two years in? You could be coming to the table with something that somebody who's been in that business, who's been in that field is waiting for to hear and it will just click and it would be like, aha, I had lost it, but you just gave me the idea I needed to furnish this thing and take it to the next level. Hiding strategy number five, omitting your own story. So I have a very interesting story about this. When I started Instagram, I used to do event planning. I still do it, event design on the side. And basically, I didn't know what I was doing. I was on that major struggle bus when it came to Instagram. I wanted to grow my audience so bad. It was like, you would look at the Instagram and it was like, I'm not quite sure what's going on in your Instagram. That was what it was. It was one of those things. It was just like different things popped up. It wasn't cohesive. So I hired a coach. And the first thing my coach told me was, Mary, delete your kids from the platform. Take out your kids. Don't put them. This is not about them. This is about your business. If you want to post pictures of your life, then get a second Instagram. So like any good student, which I am, I went in there and I deleted every picture of my husband, of my kids, of every single person. I deleted it because I was like, this is what my coach said. That's it. Can I tell you, literally, Less than two hours after I deleted my pictures of my family, of myself, and I just had pictures of the work that I did, I get a phone call from my friend. And she says to me, Mary, what in God's name happened to your Instagram? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm moving in this direction. And I explained this whole debacle down to her. And she says to me, fire her. And I'm like, why? She's like, because that is that has to be the weirdest, unintelligent thing I've ever heard. Why would you omit omit your story from your brand? Your brand, your story, the thing that you bring to the table, your story adds the extra flavor. I don't want to see everybody else's brand that just post pictures. No, I want to see you. When you're starting, she was like, when you start, I want to see your flavor. I want to see who you are. There's something about your story, being a part of this thing that you're growing that makes it that much more interesting. And so for a lot of us, we're so afraid of being the cayenne pepper, but it's okay. If God created you to be cayenne pepper, then be cayenne pepper, be cayenne pepper in the mix. Not all of us. If I'm cayenne pepper and you're cayenne pepper and she's cayenne pepper, then the food is too spicy. But if I'm cayenne pepper and you're cumin and and you're something else, I don't even know. I'm not a spice person. But we come in with all our different spices. The pot tastes amazing because each person brought in their unique experiences, idea, uh, uh, um, flavor, sauce to the table. Nobody likes bland food. And a lot of us, we're serving the world bland food. We're showing up so bland and we're trying to omit our stories. Show up with your story. Show up. Show up with the story. Be loud with the story. Amplify your voice. Let us hear it. I want to hear it. I want to hear your voice, your unique sauce, everything, because it takes away the tingas, just the chin of everybody just looking the same. Everybody's sounding the same. When you come with your story, don't be afraid. And I, I used to feel like I would be so unprofessional. 
there's a balance. Don't get me wrong. There's a balance with including your story and showing up. But never take who you are out of the mix. Who you are is what matters, is what brings this to life, is what makes this shine through. Who you are matters. Amplify your voice. The sixth hiding strategy in this that this article points out is I need a degree. How many times have you heard somebody say, I can't go for the promotion because I need a degree in this, I need a degree in that. And we point out every degree, every certificate program, every uh, um, every certification that we need, every credit that we don't have. And all that is, is your fear of stepping into something uncomfortable. Step into it. Yes, there are positions, honestly. Um, that you will need. If you're going to become, let's say, a mental a mental health counselor, I would say, hey, you know, maybe you should take more degree, more courses, get certification. But there's certain things that we aren't doing, certain things that we are doing that doesn't need that, that we psych ourselves out and we say, I can't show up because I'm not ready. But that's just your fear. You just have to show up. You don't need to be more of anything. You don't need to be more of extra this and extra that. You just need to show up like yours as yourself. The only self that God has called you to be, show up like that person. Don't show up as anybody else. Now, the last strategy of the seven is paralyzed by lack of clarity. A lot of us are so confused with what's next. A lot of us don't know what we're supposed to do next. We know that, let's say, at work, in a job, we've come to the end of something. We know that we're at the end. We've neared the end. We're at that end. This is the final countdown to the life of this idea, the life of this job, the life of this business, whatever it is, the life of this book. We're coming to the end of it. But a lot of us, what we don't have is we don't know what where's next. We don't know what we're going next. We don't know what the next step is. So what do we do? We stay in the place where we've already come to a closing. We will stay there. And it's like, you know, that guest that doesn't leave your house, even when it's late, when everybody else has said bye. And it's like, sis, it's time. Everybody, let's go. Let's go. Clear it out. That was me. Like, in events sometimes, if I really am feeling it, you're going to have to turn off the lights on me because I will stay there. So a lot of us are there. The lights have been turned off. Everything. They've put the curtain down. They have cleaned up. The cleaners are there. They're vacuuming. They're cleaning up the tables. They are putting vases away. And you're still sitting. You're like, nah, I'm not sure because I don't know where to go next. And so because of this lack of clarity, we will stay and we will say, well, this is comfortable. This is comfortable for me. I don't want to try anything new. I know this. I'm familiar with this. But I want to encourage you, step out of the comfort zone. The Bible says, let he who lacks wisdom ask of me for wisdom. So a lot of us, all we have to do is ask. Hey, God, I'm not sure where I'm going next. I need clarity. Can you give me wisdom on where to go? Just listen. He'll give it to you. It's that simple. We overcomplicate it, but it's literally that simple. Like there's nothing else to it. He said, ask and I will give it. When you ask, he'll do it. That's it. Your part is in the asking. So these were the seven strategies that she said that we use in not showing up. And now when we look at the flip side of it, the dangers of staying in this place is to live a life that's unfulfilled. 
None of us want to come to the end of our rope and look back our life and say, man, I didn't accomplish anything. I didn't do the things that I set out to do. I was never consistent enough. I had great ideas. I have great, great, great books that I was going to write. I watched everybody else live their life but me. So the danger is coming to the end of a life that's unfulfilled. Another danger of playing small is you constantly are leaving parts of yourself on the table. You're just leaving it. So when somebody disagrees or criticizes your idea, a little part of you gets left and you're like, man, nope, I don't even think I want to do this. And so you quit before you even have time to grow something. You quit before you have time to see things through. And then you come to the end of your life and you look and you say, man, there's so many pieces of myself that I left on so many different tables because I was afraid to speak up because I was afraid to argue my point and say no and advocate for myself and say, no, this is who I'm, this is what I think. This is why I think this would work in this market. A lot of you are the next broadcasters for sports and you're the next broadcasters for dance shows. But a lot of us are so scared for podcasters. We're novelists. We're so authors, whatever it is, we are the next best fiction, New York Times selling fiction um, writer, but you don't even know that because you are so afraid. You read up on what other people say. And so you came to the table, you wrote the first little, little, uh, a mini snippet of a book of a story and you gave it to a friend and they read it. And because they didn't like it, you basically said, I'm Xing out my whole career as a writer. I never want to touch it. I don't want to write, keep writing. That's just one person. That is the drop. I had to start realizing this is that is just a single drop in a bucket of millions and trillions of people out there who somebody else, somebody else in a different continent and a different planet at this point may even like your writing. You never know until you try. And then another danger is we come to the end of our life and we are filled with so much regret. Oh, that no one should ever live a life where you look back and you regret the actions that you did not take. We want to celebrate the actions we did take, not regret the actions that were never taken. This season, I want to challenge you to take action. Small action, medium-sized action, messy action, indifferent action, scared action, doubtful action, fearful action, Take some kind of action. Do not come to the end of your rope and then you realize, oh, I took no action. Any action is better than no action. And I just want to give you some practical ways that you can actually do that. How do you start playing big? Start small. If it's at your job, I could tell you, I, I was so afraid. I was getting a promotion at work but I was so afraid to negotiate salary. And I think this is a huge one. Um, I was so afraid. A lot of us don't know how to negotiate salary. I'm one of those people. When it comes to money, I clam up. And so I knew that, okay, I was getting this promotion, but I wanted to push. I wanted to advocate for myself for more. I didn't know how to do it. So I sat there and it was like, okay, they gave me, uh, they gave me the job. They were like, Mary, the job is yours if you want it. Um, and this is how much we're offering. I came home and I was lamenting and I was telling my husband, I was like, man, no, I want more. I think I deserve more. I'm going to be doing more work. I think I should advocate for more work. But I got scared. 
I was like, man, what if they say no? And he looked at me and said, no, okay. So they say no. You're still getting the job and you're still getting the salary. It's still an increase. So what's the big deal? And so for me was, I was so scared. This is how it went. I walked into work on Monday after spending the whole weekend, um, Sunday night, playing this scenario in my head. Like, this is exactly what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, my boss, this is what I want. And I'm going to be firm. And I went in the mirror and I was like, yes. Come on, Mary. I second myself up. I was like, you got this. You're going to do this. You're going to be great at this. You're going to negotiate salary. I walk into work on Monday and I walked into my boss's office and I said, um, uh, can I just talk to you? I really have to say something. I was shaking. My words were slurred. I was just talking, 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 blah, 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 blah. And it was just nonsense that was coming out. And she, all I remember hearing was, okay, we'll meet later on at one o'clock. And I was like, wait, what just happened? And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. And I showed up and I said my piece and I, I practiced, I had rehearsed. I went to the bathroom before the meeting. I rehearsed again and I came in, I took scared action. It was scared action. Did they give me the increase? No. But what it taught me was, Mary, the only person who will advocate for yourself is you. The only person that can advocate for me and is me. The only person that can advocate for you is you. So you have to start opening your mouth, amplify your voice. Some of you are sitting currently at tables where you can do so much good, but you are muted. Amplify your voice. Turn that sucker all the way up because the ideas, the innovative ideas, the creative juices inside of you can bring change that your company is waiting for, that your jobs are waiting for, that the entrepreneurial world is waiting for. But if your voices are muted, then nobody gets to hear it. Amplify your voice. Let it ring loud. Amplify it. We want to hear it. We want to hear it. Let it be squeaky. Let it be timid. Let it be shaky. Whatever it is, let it screech sometimes if it has to. But as long as we hear it, amplify it. How can you do it? Just do small actions. Stop overcomplicating it. You don't have to show up big in a big way. Start with the small things. I learned this when I was, as a family, we were getting our finances in check. We started to realize that instead of me paying off the big debt, I could start with the $20. And I could celebrate the little. And then little by little, my muscles start to flex. And I'm like, all right, girl, I see you. I see you paying off that bill. Let me increase it. So a lot of us, we want to wait to play big on the major $1 million deal when we haven't even learned to pay big, asking for $200 from a company. Hey, will you sponsor me for just $200? Play big. Amplify your voice. Start doing little wins. And I want to challenge you this week, set something, set a goal and say this way, this is how I'm going to play big. If it's speaking up at a meeting, if it's amplifying your voice by saying, I'm going to ask for the raise. If it's amplifying your voice by saying, I'm going to go back to school so I can qualify when the next position comes around. If you're in an industry that requires a degree. Amplify your voice because we will make excuses until we come to a point where there are no longer excuses and we look back at our life and just say, nope, it was never the excuses. You were just afraid. You were afraid. Stop justifying the reason why you're staying 
frozen, like you're shrinking, that you're going into your shell. Stop justifying yourself and allowing yourself to stay there. Amplify your voice. If I'm going to leave you with anything, be loud. Get loud. Let us hear you. Let us know that Aurora walked into the boardroom. When you walk into that boardroom and everybody else, they're asking for who has the next innovative idea. Don't just put your head down. Pick your head back up and say, I do. I do. Let it be shaky. Let it be timid. Let it be screechy. Let it be off. It doesn't matter. Amplify the voice. Amplify it because the world needs you. The book world needs you. The authors need you. The film industry needs you. The bake, the, the chef, the chef, whatever it's called, it's, they need you. The restaurant business needs you. Amplify your voice. Stop hiding in the shadows and stop playing in small. Stop justifying the reason why you're not good enough and start amplifying all the reasons that you are. Whenever that thought creeps into your mind to say, maybe you don't deserve the promotion, answer it back with, I do. Why don't I? Start asking yourselves those questions. Why don't you deserve the raise? Why don't you deserve to be the next filmmaker? Why don't you deserve to be the next great singer? Why don't you deserve to be the next great chef and restaurateur? I think that's what it's called. I probably pronounced it wrong. But why don't you deserve it? Stop playing small and stop justifying why you're there. Amplify your voice. We need to hear it. We're dying to hear it. There is a change that will happen when we hear it. It doesn't matter how it is. Make it squeaky. Make it streaky. Let it be off cue. Whatever it is, let it have some bass in it. Let it have some soprano. Whatever. Amplify it. Thank you for listening in to yet another episode of the Raw Mama podcast. I hope that you left this episode feeling inspired, encouraged, and motivated to pursue and live out the fullness of God's purpose for your life. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to like, subscribe, review, and share this podcast. And throughout the week, you can always find me on Instagram and it is at Roaring underscore mama. Let's have a conversation. DM me. Let's talk a little. Let's have a chat. Yeah, we'll chat. Um, And like always, do not forget to roar because your raw matters. Oh, 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 o